Casey. Michelle. You ready to do this? Yeah, let's get into it. Super Bowl Sunday. Um, I mean, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm here for the snacks, for the halftime show, and the commercials. And I am here to wait, like, save three hours of my day and just watch the halftime show 20 minutes after on YouTube. Yeah, I'm actually excited about the Super Bowl halftime because after last year's horribleness of the weekend which Casey and I could have I couldn't I almost was like I who even performed the last one I remember is Gaga yeah no last year was the weekend which we predicted we predicted was gonna suck because we had gone to a concert of his and they need to get their bass and lyrics out like evened out because the whole time Casey and I were at that concert we couldn't hear a damn thing oh such awful audio yeah yeah and then yeah because he was trying to do that like I got punched in the face thing that like yeah, like look like he's he giving did himself prosthetics. Yeah, like, yeah, Ugh. like he, or sorry, like he did for his music videos. Yeah, it was just, yes. it was not. I would. It was definitely not in the top ten <laughs> favorite uh, halftime show specials. Not to say this will be, but at least this is more, you know, our '90s nostalgia with Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and Eminem and Mary J. Blige. It'll definitely be more of a performance. Hopefully, some surprise guests too i keep saying that if you they think have, who would you have, have, yeah well if they have the gall to play a tupac song because snoop and tupac had plenty of songs together don't you think they're doing, gonna do california love well if they do they which should. i feel like they, they need will, to because it's in la yeah they better have some effing like hologram of tupac because they oh, need, that'll they be just need, even worse i know but i feel like kids don't even know who tupac is you know like, the people watching this are going to have no idea that, like, the main person on this song is not even alive, and they're all cashing checks off of that. <laughs> I think you need to come to a realization that that's how society has worked for many I know, years. but, and I'm, like, and this is coming from an East Coast rapper fan, like, I'm a Biggie fan of her, Tupac, but if you're going to play a man's song, then you got to give him some type of acknowledgement. So I hope they say something if they're not going to play create a hologram that's all i'm saying Give i think it'll be an absolute waste using a hologram because the holograms are such shit well we know that he's spending dr dre is spending like millions upon millions on this performance because there was when the omnicrom was really in its worst case there was rumors that potentially the super bowl wouldn't happen and they were talking about how much money he would be out if it didn't happen because he's, <laughs> oh, no. he's investing so much money into the production Oh, yeah, because he doesn't have, like, $100 million just to burn in front of us. Oh, yeah. I mean, he has more money than most, so. Yeah. But I think if you use a hologram, it would take away from the performance because the holograms are such crap. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's going to be throughout the whole song, but I could see, like, towards the end of that song having him pop up. Like, they've, they've I know, I think that would like be embarrassing. Like, yeah, but that's the trend these days, that all these Coachellas and stuff, they have holograms, so. They we'll should skip see. it because it's bad. <laughs> well, uh, but they need to play. Con- they need to play California Love. You would think, considering it's in LA, yeah. that would be a missed opportunity if they don't. Yes. Yeah, especially since Dr. Dre and 
Snoop are such LA. And you don't think people. Kendrick is, you know, Tupac oh, is Tupac. Too. But I was going to say, I think Kendrick is kind of a, is the I closest forgot. to like the reincarnation of Tupac as we're kind of going to get. Yeah, you're right. I forgot. So maybe he'll just be, there. be able to step in and do that part. Yeah. Something. Yeah, that's true. And they'll wear like a, they'll wear like Tupac shirts or something, you know. Yeah, rock the bandanas. Yeah. To wear. That would be cool. Yeah, something like that. But they'll, they'll, it'll be great. It'll be really. They'll be an homage, hopefully. I mean, they need to do something. But um, the reason we're talking about Super Bowl, because as is obviously the only celebrity connections we care about, there have been a lot of LA parties this weekend because obviously, as we mentioned, the, the game is in LA. This is. Um, it's the first time the Rams are going to be in the Super Bowl. Right. They've only been in LA for three years. Yeah, now? they used to be in Four. St. Louis, I believe. Yeah. And this is only the second time of ever that. Um, the California the, football that, team. Well, not even that. I was going to say that it's a home game for one of the teams actually in it. Oh. Last, last year, the Tampa Bay game was also was the first time it's ever been in the in the location of one of the people, one of the teams playing. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause they're statistically assuming that the odds of, cause they'll choose where the Super Bowl is going to be far Ahead away in advance. And then yeah. the odds of that team making it are slim to none. Gotcha. Exactly. Gotcha. So it's just kind of eerie that like two, it's never happened. And then two years in a row it's happened. Um, Guess they couldn't have it in Boston for about 45 years. Well, yeah. I mean, it never really, it never happens in the Northeast because they can't have it somewhere that's With cold. snow. Or that's like, yeah, that's not covered. I yeah, think yeah. they did it. They did it once for the Giant Stadium when it was the new Giant Stadium. It was probably like part of their um, contract, but that's the only time it's ever been in New York or technically New Jersey because Giant awesome. Stadium. Awesome. Thank you but for anyway. that history lesson. Yeah, there you go. That's all I know about football. But yeah. more importantly, of how why we're talking about it on a celebrity podcast is, as I mentioned, there's a lot of um, parties happening this weekend, Friday, and then mostly Saturday night leading up to the game today. And um, the big news that came out of the Justin Bieber party um, was that there was actually shootings going on uh, at like 2.45 in the morning. Um, three people were shot, one of which is the rapper Kodak Black. Yeah, wait, sorry, were there multiple shootings or just the one? Three people were shot. Okay, yeah, but it was, um, yeah, it was that one incident no one outside was killed, of Bieber's thankfully. party. Yeah. Um. Oh, actually, this article is saying four people. Yes. By bullets. But um, Kodak Black is the only one mentioned. Because right. he's we only Apparently, we only care about celebrities. Yeah. But yeah, he was shot in the leg. Luckily, none of them were, you know, in, they're all in stable condition. Um. But yeah, basically, Kodak, Basically, they were outside after the party, um, and Kodak was outside helping a friend who was attacked and then was shot, you know, moments later. So it sounds like it was a very chaotic thing. Um, What's interesting and not surprising is, I don't know if you saw this, Casey, but because the game is in L.A., and because we know who's doing the halftime, and just knowing the uptick in crime and everything there have been a lot of warnings about what could happen this weekend in LA and in fact I saw um was it iced tea I think it was iced tea posted on Instagram like or on on Twitter something about like being warning that there's a big event happening in like gang LA and a lot of gang members are coming to celebrate 
and to be involved. And there's going to be a lot of, and to be with careful. celebration comes alcohol and drugs. And guns and to be yeah. careful. And so I did see that earlier in the week and I was like, oh, you know what? Like, obviously crime has gone up in general since COVID. And now knowing that like this is happening in LA and all of these super gangster rappers are doing the halftime show like I can only imagine what's going to happen even tonight yeah no I totally hear that but also like put an asterisk on that super gangster rappers because like we're coming from the education of what we knew of these guys and being introduced to these guys in the 80s and 90s and that's what we grew up knowing these are now multi multi billionaire like they still very much have Kendrick Lamar still very much has a massive background tied to uh, like gang relations and how he started his career. Right. Um, so then I'd be curious as to. Oh, wait. I found yeah. the tweet. I found the tweet. Super okay. Bowl weekend. It is iced tea. Super Bowl yes. weekend. Not a threat. Just a warning. Young rappers coming to L.A. for the Super Bowl weekend. L.A. has over 50,000 active gang members. Make sure you play it safe. It's the Wild West. Yeah. So what I don't know about, and I'm sure this is what is what's happening more so that I'm not tapped into at all, is now that new generation that's involved in all these things. Yeah. And that's who I've. Yeah. So that's yeah. No, so it's I'm not, not a, the influence of like Dre or anything. Yeah. It's no, more yeah of, I wasn't implying that like these rappers are still in the game, but clearly gangsta People yeah. in gangs love rap music. That's why I love rap music, you know, because of my gang. Um, and so <laughs> they, they get, they use it as fuel. And even if these men have not seen the streets in 40 years, it's still, they're talking about life on the streets. And so they can use it as like, you know, ammo yeah. to. But it's more, yeah, no, but there is now this new generation that yeah. is following the model that was that original 80s to 90s where the drug business does fuel the ability to record. Exactly. So in order to make, get like record time to get time to record your album and to get the money it needs to become a rapper, you need to be dealing with, you know, cash flow for sure. So there's that whole new generation now that is, we would, you and I would like to assume that they are educated about their history and they like look up to Dre but they, there could be a total disconnect. And now we just have a completely new generation that is going after that business model. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 No, that's very true. Yeah. Cause, cause I don't know. I used to be more tapped into like what was going on with um, gang culture, but now I don't watch like gangland or I don't. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not well, watching any point, documentaries on that area. And to your point, like so much has changed just the socioeconomics of these cities and just to your point like how money gets made and drug drug dealing in general has evolved since the 80s so there's just like so many layers to that but yeah um, but then I'm totally ignorant to the I can't imagine the hundreds of young rappers between the ages of 17 and 25 right now that in are, LA it's yeah. probably like 90 percent yeah of the people in that like because it's not like community. Compton's Compton. I don't know what is Compton. Well, no, now. that's like the only way to. I mean, yeah, it's either like become like where's the new Compton neighborhood? Because I think Compton is getting you know gentrified. Yeah, I mean, Oakland has definitely become like a new area. Yeah, that's why I was thinking more of like when I associate football with that community, it would have been Oakland Raiders. Yeah. But, but the Rams, yeah, why wouldn't the Rams, yeah, tackle no, by No, I mean, it's LA. not far. Yeah, it's no. not far from there. 
So anyway, yeah. so well, obviously there'll be a lot more after today in terms of not only details about. I don't even know who's doing the. Um, I meant to look who's doing the national anthem. Oh, good call. I mean, keep talking if you can fill some time. I'll yeah, just hopefully <laughs> someone good because I mean, hopefully J Lo. <laughs> no, God forbid she can't. Do I mean, that. I, can we get Mary J to pull like double duty or like? I know that's why I'm wondering if they went with like another ninety. Oh, okay. Get ready. Oh no, I'm scared. <laughs> oh no, yeah. Okay, so they had to throw the bone to. They were like, "This got too black." So, yeah, we have to give it to a white person. <laughs> yep, Mickey Guyton, who's a country star. Oh God. <laughs> well, let me Google him to make sure he's not black, because then it would be like, well, egg on my face, but. Yeah, I mean. But that's who. That's the only other area. Oh, it's oh, I'm an asshole. I'm a full on asshole. Is he black? It is a black woman. Ah! It is a country? black woman. Yeah, apparently. Oh, okay. I mean, that's what it said. The country star. But yeah, who is Mickey Guyton? Uh, like, I'm not country go- singer Mickey Guyton. Yeah, I'm not going to go into the details because obviously it's pretty like self-explanatory. But just like the irony of the inclusion of so many black people in the halftime and um well don't you you think they finally got the music genre accurate to like who because what they would do is they would know i was super bowl gay show on for the gays and you're like the gays aren't watching it was like gays and women are for the super bowl show halftime show and you're like these women aren't and gays are not watching the actual game and now i feel like it's a venn diagram overlap of the people that listen to this music are also watching this game well, what I was going to say is, like, what's not lost on me is the hypocrisy that we're still not acknowledging the Colin Kirkpatrick and, like, all of that aspect of black culture. And, I mean, the last year's Super Bowl, they kept talking about, they kept doing all these, like, specials about black history, and it was really uncomfortable knowing, like, what they did to Colin Kirkpatrick. And now it's, like, another year where we're like, yes, let's honor black history and, like, all of their... um contributions but let's not give any of our like black athletes any rights or you know they're still basically property in in this uh community and it's just kind of like the hypocrisy of that is just really embarrassing in my eyes but this is again why I'm not a huge fan of the NFL despite the fact that I don't really care about football yeah they've been eight steps behind on the PR I mean we notated this you specifically were very much fascinated by like how quickly the nba acknowledged all the all black lives matter and the social movements and supported them i mean whether it's accurate or whether they actually did or they didn't right they at least visually showcased that they yeah understood what was going on versus this like very vocal no we don't care about black people's rights yeah and yeah but we're gonna make plenty of money off of them in the halftime and uh you know yeah and exactly yeah and you all um yeah and, and you're everybody knows you're referring to colin kaepernick you just called him kirkpatrick oh i think because i'm have my big brother celebrity big brother in my brain sorry about that yeah, yeah no i'll get i was like <laughs> thank he's you he's not that, that irish <laughs> <laughs> he's black irish no i'm just kidding um, right isn't it i mean so, kaepernick what did kaepernick okay i'll look at, back into yeah. the the di- the beginnings of that last name I mean, it's a fascinating last name yeah. i don't know where it would be like Eastern Europe? I don't know. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so that's mostly our Super Bowl news. Do we want to get into the other major news of this weekend that has been taking over? 
that we like don't want to but he's i mean he's going to go away we're just we're stuck with him forever and he is not invited to perform at the super bowl is he friends (laughs) with any of these guys He's friendly with Snoop, right? And I'm, I I'm sure Kendrick. Mary would be like kind to him. Kendrick now, like still. You think? I don't, well, the question is still with anyone as we're yeah. learning from the story. <laughs> so yes, so Kanye, just like on Instagram, uh, I don't know if people are asking him or what, but he like a, I don't know. He's a really great like. He's really reminding me a lot of Maddie from Euphoria. Like this is, <laughs> like this is who we have. Like, he is not well and is a middle school bitch. Yeah. And so he, um, Kanye, just, you know, he's so, so angry that Kim is still dating Pete. And um, they've been jiving back and forth online with each other about, you know, parenting and what that means and things like that. Um, Kanye accusing Kim of really crazy stuff. But then... Kanye just kind of randomly I'm assuming people maybe were asking him if Kid Cudi was going to be on this album and so he put on Instagram and he just said Kid Cudi is not going to be on this album I'm paraphrasing this because I don't have the actual response on that one but he's like no he's not going to be on Donda oh just so everyone knows Cudi will not be on Donda because he's friends with you know who slash Voldemort slash Pete Davison like that's how he's referring to Pete Davison which is so funny again like high school BS that you know and then he takes a small swipe at Billie Eilish for like no reason he just says Kanye at the end says we will we all speak in Billie language now I don't know if you can explain that to me I'm not okay please because earlier in the week Billie made a comment about like you know being careful with her her fans and making sure they're okay um and Kanye took that as she was talking shit about Travis. Okay. And she literally never said Travis Scott at all. Yeah. But she was, I guess, implying, like, you know, we don't want another situation like that. Yeah. That also comes on the heels of the John Mayer incident. So maybe she was commenting on John Mayer stopping his show for helping an unconscious fan. Either way, Kanye took that as an offense and now thinks that Billy is on team <laughs> Pete Davidson because she didn't want a fan to die. So it's just like, it's like Kanye is spiraling out of control if he hadn't already. And it's like, if you're not with him, you're against him. Even if not being with him is not even a legit thing, because it's not like any of these people have ever said anything about Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, yeah, he's so bananas are us. The best part of this for me though. And I love Kid Cudi always have loved Kid Cudi. His first album's great. Uh, the american show uh trying to make an america yeah like that's how to make get, an america yeah we get actor kid cuddy who's also equally as talented and skilled i just really enjoy him as a human being and he is yes very close friends with pete davison so <laughs> kid's reaction to this on twitter was fantastic too and he goes too bad i don't want to be on your album you fucking dinosaur, dinosaur? <laughs> i love that good such a good swipe that's gonna be my new insult to everyone fucking dinosaur ha 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 and then um uh, like well the uh uh, crying laughing like side face emoji and then everyone knows i've been the best thing up about your album since i met you i'm a pray for you brother and then peace sign and i just think that's such a great that's like the perfect response to kanye because you can just see kanye pacing back and forth and be like this motherfucker are you a fucking dinosaur you think who the fuck like it just like just totally taking it 
to the next extreme. And I just think it was great. Classic, you know, 13 year old back and forth public um, bullshit, which is really great. And Kanye is just, I mean, just so, uh, yeah, he's threatening to not do Coachella unless Billy apologizes to Travis, I guess off the heels of this made up comment. Nobody's like, has even been asked to do Coachella. Like, I just don't know who is interested in learning more about Kanye's skills and is paying money to go spend any time with him. Well, my favorite piece of this whole story is also like the other posts that Kanye has been putting on Instagram. And one of them is like taking the Marvel Civil War movie art and having it as like two different sides the Kanye side and the Pete Davidson side so like it's Kanye Drake Julia Fox Travis Scott and future on one side I want to see like who he puts himself as in the Marvel world he's at the top and then Pete Davidson Kim Kardashian Kid Cudi Billie Eilish and Taylor Swift on the right side yeah I'm assuming he thinks he's Iron Man and then he wrote the internet still has not found a decent picture of Skeet which is his new nickname for Pete Davidson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Pete does not... And just, like, these are literally, like, clip art, like, photos. Oh, shots. yeah, it's bad. It's, <laughs> it's bad, and it's like, this is... Again, this is a man that is not well. I also has... wonder if Marvel can sue him over this. I mean, potentially. Yeah. But it's just, like, hilarious that, like, this is how he's spending his time instead of really trying to get with his children, you know? Like, let's go. Yeah, I'm really trying to understand who is who on this. I need yeah, you to, like, would know more. You'd have to pull up the actual movie art. Yeah, I'm like, it. is he making, which is hilarious, but I think he's making himself Captain America and he's making Pete Iron Man, which, like, at the end of the day is, um, yeah, I don't. And the, the thing that's really <laughs> annoying me is as a, Drake fan like Drake is not on team Kanye we know that Drake and Kanye get into a million fights like all the time yeah so Drake might be on team Kanye's side today but in two days Drake will be on the Pete Davidson side but also how does Travis Scott come into play too because you're talking all this shit about your he's technically your in-law so K- Kylie's going to have to chime in. I mean. And be like, why are we bringing this up again about my husband murdering all these people? We're supposed to put that on the back burner. Yeah. And then you have a, a, a fucking future who we also know is a piece of shit on his yeah. end. Whereas, yeah, Pete's side is really is really looking great. And he throw Taylor back into this. Yeah. Well, because, oh, my God. Well, because Kim and Taylor have like gone have like, you know. Just said they're not gonna. No, publicly... not gonna go after for each other. So in his yeah, eyes, yeah, because it was all like... about Kanye was the problem in right. that friendship. Yeah, well, not that they would ever be friends because they would have no, you know... but they wouldn't go after each other and like you know Kanye's yeah is if you're not with me or against me. So as a result, yeah, take it also a step back where Taylor Swift is a 16 year old and he's a 30 year old drunk man accosting her on stage and he still blames her. <laughs> I know I do love that moment though because I did want Beyonce to win that (laughs) yeah I mean she should have she 100% deserved it and the moment was incredible but just the optics of it all of like Kanye you're so drunk and such a mess and that was the Amber Rose years I mean let's never forget it was when he I mean that was literally when his mom died and he was not well 
Um, and Drake's we... also fucked Julia Fox, so have fun, bros. Yeah. Um, should we move over to speaking of Kylie Jenner? We'll go into our next section, which is mostly about babies. Yeah. Speaking of Travis Scott. Yeah. So this on Friday, um, Kylie had announced the name of their newborn son, who was born on two 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 twenty two, which was probably an induced labor because you know she would want that as the baby's birthday. There's a lot um, of memes of her, like of of people like holding it in or like. And it was yep. like Kylie on two one twenty two. Yeah, um, and their son's name is Wolf Webster. As a reminder, Webster is uh, Travis's uh, actual legal last, legal yeah. last name. Um, and yeah, so we haven't, we haven't seen a photo of him. We've only seen like the hands, uh, like grabbing, holding onto his yeah. hands. But I'm do we sure, even care? I mean, no. Again. <laughs> Her father, this kid's father is a murderer. So, like, when is he going to see jail time? Probably never, but I'll be on that train for as long as I can. Well, I, I mean, alleged. I mean, <laughs> he didn't. No, he I don't need to have... say alleged here because it's, we all saw the footage. It's not alleged. <laughs> I mean, are you referring to Astroworld? Yes. Gotcha. Okay. I just want to make sure there wasn't anything that I was like oh, no, no, missing no, 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 no. of like Astro- it's the concert is what Yeah, I'm but he to. also wouldn't be able to be charged with manslaughter. He could be accessory. I know. Well, either way, he needs to be held accountable for something, whether it's financially or it doesn't sound like it's happening I at know. all, does it? Is it's- there even charges being brought? There are, but Chris Jenner is probably gonna work her magic and somehow get it to be like nothing or he'll just pay them out. Yeah. And- or he has the money to pay them out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do they want to talk about some of the other babies? Yeah, the actual ones that we, I mean, the one that we really care about. I mean, this is very exciting. This is a rumor that we had been checking in on for months and like announced a few months ago. So it could have been the very, very early stages of their pregnancy, but 100% confirmed now. Rihanna and ASAP Rocky are expecting a child, and I am very excited for this child because I really fucking love this couple. Yeah, this is going to be the coolest kid ever to be on the planet Earth. Yeah, and she looks probably, you know, it's going to be around the corner. She did the fun thing of waiting a really long time to tell. She's like five or six months along, and she is just rocking it out. You know, now every outfit is just baby bump. Yeah, I mean, Rihanna can pull off anything and anybody in any like body type. So, of course, she's going to rock being pregnant. Yeah, and then we have some non-traditional but very exciting. Like I'm into this. Yeah. Like non-traditional family mother, you know, husband, wife, blah, blah, blah. Cause now we have, you know, friends raising babies together, which is very exciting. So exes, uh, Benjamin Mazzani and Anderson Cooper, they decided to have another kid and they, uh, through surrogacy, they had another boy, they named him Sebastian. Uh, and so that's, they added another team member. Exactly. And another, conscious co-parent storyline is um political commentator van jones um he and his friend naomi i don't remember her last name but i don't think she's famous i don't think so either um both wanted children he already has two kids from a previous marriage but she had never had one and they both wanted a child he said that during covid he realized he wanted another one. And then when he found out Naomi also wanted a baby, they joined forces and became conscious co-parents. 
And he said, it's a concept that I hope more people will explore and consider. I'm um, with them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, Van clearly has the money to raise another child. So that's the thing. That's where if you can get that just financially worked out and, and on paper and say like, you're, you know, this is the hot, you know, this is the split yeah. time we have with the, the kids and yeah i don't think we know if it's a boy or girl or anything like that but um just a fun fact he's 53 which is an interesting age to have another baby but i guess better 53 than 73 yeah agree <laughs> yes um but yeah so a lot of a lot of babies um and then one interesting on the opposite of babies Real quick, a very sad breakup we got, I guess, over the last week and a half is Hoda from the Today Show and her also boyfriend who she co-parents with her children with have now. Yeah, I mean, they adopted the kid, like at least the second child they adopted together. No, both. He's legal guardian of both. Okay. Um, So I think they're going to co-parent but obviously not as a couple anymore. Yeah, so, so they broke I mean, up. Yeah, and they were together, I want to say, for like seven years or something. So um, obviously we love us some Hoda. I once famously dined with Hoda and Joel, a.k.a. they sat like three tables besides me at Mermaid Inn, and I freaked out. Um, and they, you know, Hoda's just like the nicest woman in the world, and we just want the best for her because we love her. Yeah. Yeah, so it was just sad to hear that, but it sounds like it's not a sad breakup. Yeah, no. Um, and also, they both have like more money than God, so the children will be taken it's care fine. of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They'll be funny. Fine, money solves all problems. Pretty much, <laughs> it does. Especially the most important problems like education, food, medical care. Like, yeah, Housing. there's other there's other things that can still go wrong, but like the foundation is taken care of. Yeah. Ugh, I just don't have any. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, me, I know. I feel like all I ever want to say is like reenact the um the scene from Bridesmaids when she's on the plane and she's like, "Help me, I'm poor." Like, can I just have that as like a t-shirt that I wear every day? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. It just what is going on in this world? But I'm happy for. I mean, ugh, yeah, we really just thought Hoda and Joel. We were really rooting for them. That's so sad. I know. I know. And she casually just announced it on her morning show. But the world will keep turning. What are you watching on TV? Well, should we talk about what we're both watching, which is the greatest show of all time, Celebrity Big Brother? (laughs) Yeah, I don't dislike it by any means. If you're you're definitely the one who cares more about it. I mean, for me, it's like everything I love combined because it's a reality show and it's celebrities and it's probably my favorite reality show then peppered in with celebrities because uh for those that don't know i always just like to say big brother is basically like real world meets survivor in the sense that everyone is in this house they can't leave the house every week there are competitions where they have to vote someone who's going to go home And so this season, the Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother cast has some really interesting celebrities. We have Lamar Odom. We have uh, Todd Bridges. We have Chris Kattan. We're dealing with Todd Bridges and Chris Kattan. Yeah, exactly. We have Chris Kattan. We have two Real Housewives, um, Teddy from Beverly Hills and Cynthia from Atlanta. 
We have Shayna Mokler, who is the famous ex of Travis Barker. Um, who else? We have Misha Tate, who's a UFC fighter. Mirai something Mariah, who is a I uh, forgot her last ice skater. She, yeah. She beat a... the triple axel record, I think, at the last Winter Olympics. Well, sorry, honey, it's already been destroyed. Yeah. So. Um, and then of course the person I got confused with Colin before, which Chris Kirkpatrick from Insane. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that is most people, if not everyone. And oh, Todrick. Can... Oh, Todrick uh, Hall. Yeah. Um, and as you can expect, Todd Bridges and Lamar Odom have no idea what the fuck is going on. Oh my god, it's, I mean, I'm farther than you are, and at one point, Lamar, like, gets picked for veto, and he's like, so if I win, I get to choose who goes home, right? And Kendrick, uh, Kendrick, Todrick is like, um, no, (laughs) you get to choose if you want to save someone, and, like, he's explaining it to him, and, like, Lamar is so confused, and is like, how did he even get on this show? I mean, we know how he got on the show. Well, we know show. how he got on the show. Obviously, the name is the reason he got on the show. But, like, yeah. did he, like clearly him and Chris Kattan had no idea what they signed up for when they joined the show. No. Their agent was like, okay. So. This will be great for your career. Yeah, because how long are they in the house together? They're super short, month. right? The most yeah. you're on is for a month, yeah. So it's like, if you come on, you want to stay on the show, and basically people get voted off. And so if you stay on past a week, you get X amount. If you get right. past two weeks, you get X amount. And then whenever you go, like, get voted out, you go home. So it's basically, like, a staycation of torture for, like, max two weeks because these people can, like, Chris Kattan physically is so uh, frustrated, like, not frustrating, sorry. I'm so, like, prejudicial against, like, handicapable people sometimes. Like, it's so difficult to look at him knowing, like, what we watched in the 90s and the 2000s with him. And the physicality of his comedy and then he had a very significant onset injury and i do want to say i know when we were you were texting to confirm i was like oh this does sound very familiar and i texted back corky romano but i think it did happen Happened. on corky romano oh, wow. i mean i don't have confirmation but i remember yeah. like out of a story occurring like filming and this was not when people uh well they probably still would have tried to like get him back to work as soon as possible then but he had a severe neck injury and he, he broke his neck like doing a physical comedy thing and then so you can you can see that he has a significant difficulty with his shoulders with his upper body with his neck he can't he can barely rotate it naturally i don't know what the treatment what they had for him but then they also would have put him on all the most intense pain meds during that time period because that's when uh vicodin was just being doled out right so he had some DUIs, he's had, you know, some struggles with that. And so it's just, it is odd to watch him interact with other people, man. And he almost, every time he starts to run, he like falls over and you're like, stop, I know, stop, stop. I, stop. Know. I know, but then I loved when he was like obsessed with, Car- oh, Carson Presley. I can't believe I forgot. Oh, Carson the star for. of the show. Yeah. Uh, who I'm rooting for, but like Carson Kressley has acknowledged that like during COVID, he really started to up his baking skills. And so he's like baking all these cakes in the house. And you see Chris Kattan in the middle of the night, like get out of bed. Every walk, night. 
yeah every night in the middle of the night like walking to this cake and just like eating it with a fork straight out of the container and they are they mention how he's contaminated it now obviously because he keeps putting his fork back in there yeah he's double dipping into the cake and like it's like he woke up to eat the cake yeah it's almost looks like he's sleepwalking at first or something you're like oh no but you're like, no, he's fully awake and just like got out of bed to be like, I need to go and eat. I cake. need nourishment to go back to bed. Like it really is alarming. I, the whole time I'm like, wow, my ass reflex. I could never have this chocolate cake and then go back to bed. I'd be screwed. I just wouldn't see the reason to like wake up to go eat cake when I know it's there in the morning. And I just have it for breakfast. Just Chris Kattan being Chris Kattan. Um, yeah. And then he's sleeping in a room with three other people. So every time he gets up, they're like, is he getting up to eat more cake? Well, and then it's so dark in there that no, like he's hitting other people's beds to like get It's all night cake. vision. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But yeah, I'm rooting for Carson Presley because how could you not? I love that man from the day I saw him on yeah. all Queer Eye. Um, and I've been we want working. Nisha out ASAP Rocky. Yes, Nisha and needs to be out. They're definitely Hodrick is being messy as fuck. Yeah, I want them both to go home. Ideally, in a week where they do like double eviction the same night, that would be incredible. Because right now, if if neither one of them go home, they're gonna end up winning the whole game. And yeah. they've been targeting Carson from like day one, and Carson is amazing and needs to win the whole thing. Because like, yeah, he's and the they best be all around. Him. Because he's good social game and he can be good in certain. Well, all of a sudden the physical thing, like he started winning the comps and it was like, oh, you're a much better, like everybody would be physically underestimating you. We already knew your social game was being insane. He already knew 80% of the people coming in. Yeah, literally as people were walking in because no one knows who else is going to be on until they're in the home, in the house. So like. Carson I think was the first person in the house and then as people were walking in he's like I know you I know you I know you because he's been in the business for so long yeah yeah and so that was really fun to see and he has the best (laughs) confessionals like he was made for this show yeah he's just fun it's just another if you find him to be annoying I find him to be least annoying on this show no I mean I I had the fortunate experience to work with him when I worked at Macy's and he was like just as quick and funny and fun like in real life not like he doesn't need a script he is his own like he is a stand-up comedian but just like working in the real world versus like being on a stage because everything he says is funny yeah he's fantastic yeah so definitely rooting for him and then I would say Kirkpatrick is also playing a really fantastic game you know, I actually think Shana, Shana Mochler is, like, my second favorite, which is I didn't think I'd ever say that, knowing, like, everything that has been happening in the real world with her and Travis Barker. But she is playing this game very well, too. Nice. So. I can see that. I just wasn't sure if her emotional stuff was going to get involved Yeah, I'm it. surprised that she's able to hide. Because at the point I'm at, she really doesn't care for Misha. But she realizes she can't say that to her face and like just the fact that she's able to like keep that all in i thought she would be a hot mess express like we've seen her on social yeah okay so. all right well we'll see how it plays out yeah what else are you watching oh my god so i found a new love of my life oh <laughs> dear lord i started watching it again yesterday because i was like i need to physically look at this man some more 
Um, I cannot stop watching Reacher. It came out on Amazon Prime last weekend. It's 10 episodes. I'm just double checking. It might be eight episodes um uh for the new season the whole new season is out they're not amazon doesn't fuck with the let's release three and then one out a week they just do the whole shebang all together yeah and i could not stop i think i watched six hours on saturday and then finished the rest on sunday and so reacher is based off of the novel of a different name but this is a very well-known like literary character especially more for towards um geared towards men it's definitely like that's who uh is the demographic of this book it um i would it's not really like an american james bond but it's a military guy who then is going around and you know lives his life with no apologies has no attachment to anything uh and is you know incredibly good looking incredibly charming and smart and military savvy and knows 18 ways to kill somebody with his hands uh, and this dude is six five two fifty. His name is Alan Richson, who is playing him. Uh, Reacher was originally. I, I don't. There could have been another one that came to surface, like maybe in the nineties. But Tom Cruise tried to get this character on screen ten years ago for a film called Reacher that was not very well received because it was it's way too similar to his mission impossible character really, you know, it's kind of like you already do mission impossible. So why are we trying to do any kind of other, right. You know, vigilante uh, crime solving mystery solving killing guy trained killer. Um, And Tom Cruise is five, six. So Reacher is supposed to be this huge guy. He comes off um, the, he comes off a bus. He has nothing on him, but like $200 in cash and like a French uh, military uh, award. And so he has like no information to his name or anything, but he gets off this bus in Margave, uh, Georgia, essentially following the lead, looking for his older brother, Joe, that he hasn't seen for multiple years, but Joe's like left him a clue that like something isn't great over here and like I need some assistance and it, you know, and then it goes into what has happened with his brother and this mystery unraveling and the, of what's going on in this small town. And it's a pretty good story in general of the mystery and how to solve it. And it has a lot of good twists and turns. Uh, It's pretty violent, just a heads up. Like this is definitely not towards a female demographic. This guy will, break arms for fun but damn this actor is perfect for this role again his name is alan richson uh rich son he he definitely is a casey special to have i'm looking at his imdb to see what else he's been in well that's the thing so his imdb is a hot mess because this guy is much more talented than his imdb is presenting because the other stuff that he's now attached to looks pretty shit too like he's gonna be directing this movie bad seeds of loving spring um and then his spring break 83 this other movie that's going to come out is like straight vod and like most of the things before are straight vod type stuff i know but he has been in a lot of superhero related shit so that feels like it's definitely a casey yeah but he also you and you can eye him in those things but he did not look like he's not getting the parts that. that he was should be given like he's in hunger games the second one and he's um from district one 
So if that, if you know anything about Hunger Games, like he's that guy that is trained to be a killer. District one is like, we have all the money and all the genetic like manipulation to make a perfect person, but he doesn't have a huge part, you know, right. like he, so it's just, but interesting, um, like he was in that, he was in work, an episode of workaholics. Yes. He he's an episode and Ninja turtle. Yeah. So you don't see his face. So that's but just he's his all, but he's in voice. all the stuff that like you would like. Yeah, but exactly. nobody watched Ninja Turtles. I mean, that was awful. That's the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles. No, I know. It's so. an N16 one, which sucks. But it's just, like, funny that, like, he's been in stuff that you would like. Just and that I've seen him in. That Smallville. They're just all – he doesn't get the parts that has anything. Like, he should yeah. be a lead in all these things. Like, he gets a two-line part in Brooklyn Nine-Nine where he right. plays young Scully. Like, I remember that, but he's in half a, you know, he has two walk-on lines. And he played Aquaman in Smallville. Interesting. Yeah, but then that's, like, the latest, Smallville went on for ten years. Right. And I watched the first five, and this is, like, the last five. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's like, so funny. You guys he's hitting, like- but in these areas that I'm, like, You're- that he's not getting the elevation that he should, where he should have a completely different career. I think he needs Casey Murphy as his PR person, as talent manager. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thinking Richard might do this. Like, yeah, the other thing he's known for is Fired Up, which is like a classic, um, like, spoof movie. You know, it was, it has a um, very much, like, cult following in a lot of these things. Like, he does the DC show Titans, but, like, I can't watch anything DC because it's shit. But, yeah, Reacher is fucking dope, and I would recommend it on Amazon a hundred cool. times over. Anything else you wanted to highlight? Um... I started watching Pam and Tommy. Oh, right. Yeah. So I watched the first two episodes, That's but then I switched Hulu, over to Reacher. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so that was the first three episodes released and then an episode per week. Um, I really like Seth Rogen and like he's playing a different character. You do not see Lily James at all. Like she is gone. It's fascinating. And she does a really great job. And it's tough to be. I think Sebastian Stan does a really great job. But the problem is that. He's not quite disappearing into Tommy, like, and he doesn't have the prosthetic. He doesn't. He does. Yeah, you know, it's he harder to. Hair. I feel like it's harder to disappear into Tommy than it is in Pam because everyone like looked like Pam Anderson in the nineties because they all wanted to be her. Well, no, Lily James goes through four hours of hair and makeup every single day. She physically does. Oh, not. Okay. She has prosthetic boobs, prosthetic teeth. She, she, you physically do not see Lily James. Sebastian Stan, he grew a shitty taste saver, <laughs> dyed his hair black. And has all the fake tattoos. tattoos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you still see Sebastian Stan. He's great. It's the same people that did I, Tanya, that Sebastian Stan's in. But traditionally, right. when Sebastian Stan just cuts his hair, he looks completely different. So it is just like, okay. But I love Sebastian Stan. So I'm, I'm going to keep watching it. But I really love Seth Rogen's character in it. And I'm like very much on his team <laughs> yeah, no, so far. He- I definitely need to watch that. It's just there's so much on TV right now. Yeah. Um, and I hope it becomes, and I think that's where it goes, is like more of a conversation of how much Pam Anderson was a victim of the 90s culture. Oh, and, yeah. you know, the terrible things that were done to her and to how she was treated because of this tape. It opens up with her being interviewed by Jay Leno. Well, like Lily James is interviewed by Jay Leno when he's like, hey, so this tape. And she's like, and you don't, and, and it's completely illegally released. Right. Like it's no, so I mean, awful. It's quintessential nineties where the 
patriarchy has all the power and we don't care about women. Um, but yeah, so what I've been watching is... Oh, well, the only other asterisk I would oh. add about Pam and Tommy is like, without Pam and Tommy, we don't have... Uh, like what the internet right. did and then what celebrity the culture we don't have the Paris we don't have yeah, the Kim the Kardashian that exactly. is all opening the door no, they did that, it a different way that tape but... was yeah I mean I never watched it but that tape was like culture for so long yeah I've watched all three multiple times yeah. um <laughs> but of course yeah um Pam and Tommy's yeah. is really cute that's what's been devastating about it like they're happily on their honeymoon well like, yeah it's really a legit couple versus like vindictive exes trying to you know or, or your mom releasing a sex tape <laughs> right exactly yeah yeah so what are you watching um well i've watched a few things i watched that beanie baby documentary on hbo <laughs> called beanie mania which i found very nostalgic and interesting it focuses obviously on the phenomenon that was beanie mania but it really showcases like how it started and it was just like these moms in I want to say Ohio, wherever Ty, you know, started. That started. Yeah. Well, it's an actual, no, Ty is actually a dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah but when you say Ty, out. I don't visualize like uh, the TY company that is attached to Beanie Babies. Yeah. But like you, but find, you pronounce it Ty. Yeah. You, you find out like this guy, um, I think Time Warner. Was that? No, 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 no. What was his last name? Anyway. Yeah. Time Warner. Um, he was an actual man, but like chose to be behind the scenes and plays a very questionable role in like the market and how everything happens with Beanie Babies and like obviously the phenomenon where like Beanie Babies were worth like, you know, certain Beanie Babies were worth hundreds of dollars and how the 90s and the introduction of the internet played such a big role in why Beanie Babies became such a phenomenon and why it also caused the downfall. And so it was really interesting to watch that. Um, It was only like an hour and a half on HBO, so I highly recommend that. And then I've been also watching um, that new Netflix show, Murderville. I know, I think Casey watched one one episode of that. Yeah. So the premise for those that don't know it, well, it stars our boy, Will Arnett, who plays this like crazy um, detective detective that everyone on the sh- like it's a show. So everyone on the show is acting, except that every episode, Will Arnett's character has a new partner um, that's going to help him figure out this murder. And that celebrity that comes on as the trainee is like does not is not aware of the script has no idea what's going on they're basically in an improv where at the end they have to figure out based off of the clues and the storyline that we're all watching um who the murderer is so it's really cool because like you as a viewer can also like play along because there are clues that are kind of being dropped left and right but at the same time it's like improv i don't know it's a really cool concept um, well, the guests are also really fantastic. And yeah, so the, the ones I've watched so far, we have Conan, um, Marshawn, Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn was Lynch really great. which was like actually a really entertaining one. I was like kind of questionable about whether that was going to be good or not. And then I watched the Kumel Najiani one last night. And like, obviously, anything he does makes me crack up. But like, 
Ugh, he, and we just need more of him in the world. Like he went away for Marvel, and he needs to come back. He needs to come he's back. The best. To yeah, exactly. And like, just the way he interacts with Will Arnett is so funny. And like, yeah, highly recommend. So I've been watching that, and then late to the game, but I've been watching on Hulu. Um, what we do in the shadows. Um, the vampire comedy. Yeah. Also, show. Verifi- like a verified recommend from me. Yeah. So I'm like almost done with second season i think there's three seasons oh yeah and so guillermo from that watch what happens live is the forensics guy in reacher oh he he also has like a southern accent like he's he's like a comic relief on this like i was like yay guillermo's here i mean he's he's great there needs to be comic relief on what we do in the shadows because it's all comedy but like he definitely steals scenes he steals the show yeah and then i think he's also I think he has some Super Bowl commercials, but he also has a guy. He's now a Geico commercial guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's getting some work. I'm happy for him because he's fun. Yeah. I mean, I like all the characters. On it, it, it took me like a few episodes to really get into it because I, you know, you know me. I don't really like vampire stuff. But because, <laughs> but because it's a comedy. Exactly, yeah. And they're making fun of vampires. And, it's and they're living called, in Staten Island. They're living in Staten Island. And every episode also has like usually one or two celebrity guest stars, mostly comedians because of the nature of the show. So I just watched like the Nick Kroll one, which was hilarious. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm enjoying. Yeah. And it's Taika I mean, Waititi and Jermaine Clement right. creation. So exactly. like, hell yeah. Yeah, so um, very much. I just feel like I'm in a place right now that I, I'm almost caught up with euphoria, but, like, I need more funny things because life is too stressful that I don't need more stressful shows. Yeah, in this episode of Euphoria, you'll need yeah. two. Well, now yeah. I'm going to be Ooh. two behind again because there's another one tonight. Tonight, yeah. But we're over halfway through. I think was that episode six last weekend? Yeah, I think there'll only be ten episodes. So if like that, yeah. yeah. I think COVID got in the way of their shooting stuff. But yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm I'm one episode behind you, but I'm definitely still team Cassie. Yeah. Yeah. Next episode is a Rue episode. So yeah. Okay. I really do not care about the Rue, Jules and. Nope. It's not a Jules. uh, I mean, it's a Rue episode. Okay. Yeah. More of her like, oh yeah. I think I remember seeing the trailer and has to do with like, the drugs that she was supposed to be selling but is using instead yeah 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 and that teacher, and that teacher was like so scary slash what have we seen her in before everything she yeah like, the monotone yeah. yeah i mean yeah euphoria she definitely has played some alarming characters in other shows uh, so also love, interesting like, that episode where they go to her house the first time and you have like that guy walking around without like that weird bald guy that i think is her boyfriend that makes them all like strip that was fucking nuts i was like where are we and then we find this like high school teacher principal who's the one that's like in charge of the drugs <laughs> yeah she was a former you actually like learn more about her story I mean, this has this past episode has a nine point six out of ten rating wow. on IMDb. Yeah, it, it looked is like it was fascinating from the trailer. It looked like a lot was happening, and so I wasn't ready to watch that right after I had. To yeah, Ugh, we're gonna that. have to find yeah because she's not popping up on IMDb under and I IMDb redid 
their fucking organization and it's so difficult to navigate the app i always find that like i scroll down and i'm like where the hell is the filmography and that's like yeah pop and it's yeah who can we talk to at imdb because their user experience needs to be fixed pronto diminished Okay, yeah, she's not coming up on there, the, like, cast list that I can tell for right now. But, yeah, we need to find out who that woman is because she's fascinating. I'm typing on just seeing. Well, she's not a teacher Faye anymore. Faye, the teacher who steals the scene. Faye. Oh, Faye Euphoria. on Euphoria. You got to st- I would, I think Googling is, uh, adding the teacher part is fucking you up. Chloe Cherry. Yeah, Chloe Cherry. Is that her? Yeah. Oh, is she? No, this is someone else. Oh no, this is a very young person. Yeah, because I I don't know where you get. I mean, was she a teacher? She's a mom. I don't I know. I thought if she's she was te- like a former teacher or principal or something. You learn her whole. She explains her whole backstory oh, okay. in this okay. episode, and that sounds vaguely familiar. But she's definitely not known as like like the drug dealer. Oh, wait. Okay, yeah. Lori, played by Martha Kelly, a drug dealer whose suburban mom looks and creepily flat manner make her the most terrifying character in recent television. So maybe, yeah, she wasn't a teacher, but let's look up Martha Kelly. I am on it. Okay, well, she's in Spider-Man Homecoming, which is really great, because then she's already worked. She did Baskets. Um, Marriage Story. The New Will and Grace. Oh, that's what I know. I know her from Homecoming spider-man because she's in the elevator so she, maybe zendaya like recommended her because she's in scenes mm, like, I with, like that. with yeah she she's stuck they go to the washington monument and they get in the elevator and then like attack happens and so they're stuck in the elevator i think she's the she's the tour guide in the elevator and she's very comical because she's like we're fine this is a suspension elevator it will hold all our weight and then like <laughs> and then it obviously doesn't yeah Interesting. Her IMDb is not as. It only starts in 2017. Yeah. And then, but also, if you look at like all of the. She's been on a lot of comedy shows. Like, the yeah, Mouth she's Out clearly done stand up for years. Mark Marin. Tignatero. Yeah. yeah. She did Moon Tower, which is the comedy festival here. Yeah. yeah cool. No, so I'm into that. I like her. I'm. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm not team Martha Kelly on the show. Cause I mean, I kind of am. <laughs> well, like... she w- she did warn Rue. Yep. So yeah. I am kind of team her, I guess, because Rue seems like she's untouchable, thinks she's untouchable, but. Well, Rue just wants to kill herself because yeah, she's, she's so sad. Yeah. But, like, she shouldn't be. I, I, that's the whole thing where I'm just like, all right, you got Jules who's obsessed with you, and then you decided to not be sober and, like... Uh, oh, no, you can't even involve Jules. Take it back. She, her dad, she's not over her No, I know, death. I know. She's I mean, not over the dad. I know, I know, I know. But Yeah, that's the entire like, thing. And then you start abusing drugs when you're 12 years old. Like, you're not coming back. No, 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 no. She's not. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anywho. Uh, well, we're rooting for you, Rue, your fictional character. Yeah, but. I'm 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 not really a real fan of the show. I would say my favorite is Kat and Cassie are my two faves of the females. Okay. Who are yours? Well, we gotta wrap it up. We're done. I mean, I would say all of them. Oh, okay. Rue is definitely up there, yeah. Well then on that note, 
We'll see you next time. Bye.